start this show with an apology, with a, not really a correction, but like, I omitted something. So, episode 136 had Peyton Milas talk with Peyton about his dad, helping him with sports, said his name was Tony Milas, who used to be a co-host on this show, and talked about Peyton's mother saying, hey, you need to bring your bed to your new place in Milwaukee because you are six foot eight and the twin bed is not gonna work. Usually I'm very good about saying parents' names, giving them credit for everything they do. I dropped the ball. Jessica Green, Peyton Milas' mom, is fantastic. Does a lot for the dude, including getting his bed to Milwaukee. I can't not say her name. A crazy awesome person that helped, shaped, molded, Peyton and helped him change from the dark times that he was in to now going to college, playing baseball, living the life that he wants to live. So got to give Jess a huge shout out for everything she does for pay. The IHSA has canceled, postponed high school sports until December 2nd, and it's probably going to be further as they review could be December 14th. They may review again and it'd be later and later and later. Tons of NCAA programs canceling, postponing because of COVID-19, don't want to play games, including today, the Florida A&M women's basketball program said, nope, no 2020-21 season, not going to happen. Worried about COVID-19. Well, if you didn't know, Edge of Your Seat podcast is not canceling, is not going anywhere. And anything that we can talk about will be talked about right here. No cancellations, no postponements. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 137. Man, we live in a crazy time right now. Every day we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what programs are going to stop, what leagues are going to stop, if we're going to have high school sports, if we're going to have junior high sports, if we're going to have NBA games, NFL games. Man, each week it seems like another NFL team is taking its cycle, its turn, its routine with COVID-19 and missing a bunch of players. San Francisco 49ers played a game this season where they had 10 people out, and I think eight of them were because of COVID-19. This week, heading into the Thursday Thanksgiving game between the Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens are kind of looking like that. They've already lost a couple running backs, in Dobbins, Mark Ingram, a couple defensive players, and that's just right now. And today is Tuesday, November 24th, so just a couple days away from the Thanksgiving games, and then of course, you know, the Sunday schedule. So, who knows? Nobody knows what's happening. Every single day is a whirlwind. Insane. But like I said, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we're here, not going anywhere. On this episode 137, we have LaSalle Peru Sr., Caitlin Gibson. Fantastic news for her. She has taken her softball talents to Ball State University. Ready to go D1, wants to play Division I softball, and she has the talent, the ability, the every everything to be able to do so. I'm really excited for her. You have to listen to her. You can just hear the excitement, the joy, the I am ready to play softball at that level mentality just coming from her voice. Don't even have to see her face for facial recognition or anything like that. Just listen to the voice. So pumped up, so happy. 
to being able to move on and play college softball. Hopefully she gets a senior year with the Lady Cavaliers, gets to play again one more time for her high school career. But as we said, who knows what's going to happen. But she has made the forward progress move of signing to play softball D1 level. Had a great, 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 okay, I could say a million greats conversation with Caitlin Gibson. I don't know where you're going to hear this conversation, but you can listen to all the rest of the conversations, a guest on every episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify and Apple Music, iTunes. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your CP. If you have any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest, know somebody that would be a good guest, want to talk advertising, any possible reason why you would want to contact Edge of Your Seat Podcast and me, Brandon LaChance, email edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Have to give some love, a shout out to Brian Cavelli, the creator of the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Definitely, definitely appreciate the jam. And it's been jamming. We're over a year now, year and a month, and love it. Still love it. Still, 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 still. Don't know what part of the world you're in right now. Illinois was snowing this morning. At least northern Illinois, snowing. Not a lot of snow, just a little trickle. And it was gone after it rained all day. But it's here. It's here. The weather, the winter, the cold. The snow, followed by the ice, it's coming. It's definitely coming. Hopefully we can have a nice Thanksgiving, though. Warm up just like a little bit, like 62 for Thanksgiving. That would be amazing. Don't think it's going to happen, but it would be pretty cool. Guardian Angels, if you're looking out for us, don't let it snow. Let's not be Elsa. Let's not be frozen. And let's make it hot, or a little hot, a little toasty, a little warm. few things to break down. Before we get to Caitlin Gibson, if I didn't mention, this is a great conversation. Very, very great. Great, great. Very, 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 great, great. <laughs> Let's get to the breakdown of NFL Week 11 games. There was still a lot of amazing games. I'm a huge Chicago Bears fan. That's always my most important favorite game, but they were on bye week. So had to switch it up a little bit and watch different games. Pick-wise, I went 8-6. and six of the 14-game schedule, not too hot after going 10-4 and four the last two weeks. Yikes. Started off on Thursday. I took my first L. Thought the Cardinals could pull it off against the Seahawks. Cardinals beat the Bills, even though it was a last-second Hail Mary, but the Bills had smacked Seahawks a couple weeks before that. Seahawks take the game 28-21. Then the next five games I had correct. Carolina Panthers over Detroit Lions, 20-0. I mean, the score says it all. Says it all. Says it all. Matt Stafford deserves so much more in his career. I think he's going to finish it out in Detroit, and it's so sad. I've been in the league like 9 or 10 years, and just, they can't put a team together. They're usually pretty awful. They had a couple solid seasons, especially with Megatron, Calvin Johnson. But after that, ugh, I feel really bad for Stafford. I really do. Great quarterback. Really solid, just playing on an, an atrocious organization. Cleveland Browns over Philadelphia Eagles, 22-17. Browns are now 7-3. And, and you want to know why I think that happened? Because they calmed down. 
They didn't get all the media hype that they did last year after making those big signings, after grabbing Kareem Hunt, signing Odell Beckham, putting together a pretty solid defense, having what they thought was going to be a great offense, and they got smashed last year. They were kind of a joke. Well, there is some injuries. Odell Beckham is not playing right now, but they're a formidable team. I'm not saying they're great, not even saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they can play the game. They will make it competitive, and if you're not a good team, you can get beat by them. Eagles? Yeah, definitely. Carson Wentz is probably, in my eyes, the worst quarterback in the league. In terms of, hey, you're supposed to be good, but you're not. He's not. He is definitely not good. Saints, 24 over the Falcons, 9. I thought it was going to be a way closer game and thought maybe the Falcons could even take it because Drew Brees is hurt. Originally, it was five fractured ribs and a collapsed lung. Now they're saying 11 fractured ribs. And the man stayed in the game for a little bit, too, before he even got yanked. Insane. That is a tough, tough man right there. Thought Jameis Winston was going to get the start. A couple days beforehand, they pull him. Taysom Hill comes in. 233 yards in the air. I think he went 18 of 23. 51 yards on the ground. Two rushing touchdowns. Got the job done. Washington football team beat the Cincinnati Bengals 20-9. That was kind of a toss-up between two bad teams. I thought Washington's defense was way better than the Bengals and would pull something off. Although the Bengals had this rookie quarterback named Joe Burrow who has been tearing it up. Well, he's not going to be tearing it up the rest of the season as an ACL takes him out for the year. Tough, tough go for Joe Burrow. But he's going to come back stronger than ever and be a leader, a dude, a dude you do not want to mess with in Cincinnati. Steelers cream the Jaguars 27-3. Pittsburgh is the elite team of elite teams. 10-0 undefeated, and they look every bit of it. Just everything clicking for Pittsburgh. Three losses in a row for me in my picks. Tennessee Titans beat Baltimore Ravens 30-24. Ravens' defense looked awful. Tennessee could do whatever they wanted to. Ryan Tannehill looked amazing. Lamar Jackson had his moments, but didn't look like that Lamar Jackson. That was the MVP last year. Houston Texans defeated New England Patriots 27-20. I was thinking after the Patriots knocked off the Ravens last week that they were going to you know, take that step forward, keep going, keep playing well. Texans, who I think have won three games, Said, no, we're taking this. It was crazy. Patriots are such an iffy team. Denver Broncos knocked off Miami Dolphins 20-13. Dolphins are still a really good team. Their defense is sick. Their offense is trying to gel, trying to figure things out. Broncos just got the best of them. But I really like the Dolphins this year. I really do. I did pick the Los Angeles Chargers to knock off the New York Jets, and that's exactly what happened, 34-28. Jets are still winless. I don't know if that's going to change. The Vikings coughed it up against the Dallas Cowboys. Andy Dalton did come back, so their quarterback play drastically improved. But he was still a backup. He's not Dak Prescott. But the Vikings going to get it done. Ed Thielen made some amazing in catches. One-handed grab for a touchdown. Off or not. Cowboys win 31-28. And Minnesota's defense just could not stop Dallas at all. Like, Dallas could do whatever they wanted to against that defense. 
If you think you're going anywhere, anywhere, you have to pick up that defense. Oh, that's that was atrocious. Kansas City Chiefs knocked off the Raiders 35-31. The Raiders are a real deal. I hope everybody knows that. I was talking to somebody at work today, and they said, oh, I thought it was going to be a blowout. First of all, the Raiders already knocked off Kansas City, and they only lost by four to the defending Super Bowl champions with the best quarterback, probably best NFL player in the game, Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders are for real and can't play with anybody. But the Chiefs held off Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game to say, fantastic drive. He is someone to reckon with. He is going to be a star for many, many years. Just has every ability, every inch of talent, every motivational factor, whatever you want to say. The guy can do it all. The Colts held on to beat the Packers 34-31. I was really iffy about this pick. I'm like, man, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know he can make magic happen. And he did at the end of the game. This did go into overtime. So did the Titans and Ravens. I forgot to mention that. But Aaron Rodgers, at the end of the fourth quarter, didn't have much time at all. Leads the Packers down the field to kick a field goal to send it into overtime. And then the Colts got the W in overtime with a kick of their own. Just so crazy. Such a crazy game. It was a lot of fun to watch. And I'm glad the Colts could hang on, put the Packers in the losing column. And, you know, how am I pick them up? I like that. Monday night's game. Rams defeated the Buccaneers 27-24. That was a 50-50 game between two good teams. They are both really, really good, but they can let off the gas pedal at times. The Bucs did it against the Bears. The Rams did it against the Dolphins. And a couple other games for both teams. They both played well. End of the game. Rams take it 27-24. I, of course, pick the Bucs. Of course, of course. Today's big news, which is starting water cooler talk at places of employment all over the place. College football announced the rankings for college football playoff. Man, if you are not a big football school, it's like you're not even seen here. Until they expand the playoffs from four teams to more, it is going to be like this every year. Listen to the four teams that are at the top of the rankings. Of course, Alabama's number one, 7-0. Notre Dame is second at 8-0. Clemson, third, 7-1. Ohio State, fourth, 4-0. In the top 10, everybody has played more games than Ohio State. Everybody. There are undefeated teams that are not in there, but Clemson is ranked third at 7-1. Yes, they play in the SEC. And yes, that competition is tough. But when do these other teams get a chance? Why do they have to bust their butts and play the best football that they can to try to make it in every, every single year? They're not going to because their name is not Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. It's ridiculous. Fifth was Texas A&M. They are 5-1. Florida was sixth at 6-1. Cincinnati seventh at 8-0. Three teams ahead of them with a loss. Northwestern was 8 at 5-0. Big Ten started late. Still only 5 games under the belt. Besides Ohio State, everybody else has more games than them. If you have a loss, but you've played more games, I'm going to give it to you rather than the 5-0 team. 
So Florida at 6-1, Clemson at 7-1, Texas A&M, even though it's only one game, at 5-1, they played more games, more chances to lose, more chances to win, so on and so on. 9, Georgia, 5-2. 10, University of Miami, 7-1. You're telling me you don't think Miami could beat Georgia? I don't know. Miami's pretty tough. I'm not saying Georgia's not, but 5-2 and two is above 7-1. and one. And then the biggest catastrophe of this entire rankings, it has been all over the place, and it is really the snub of the year so far. Well, 2020 is a snub. 2020 is the snub of all snubs of snub snubs. But BYU 9-0 is number 14, undefeated, playing awesome football, can't get nods over these SEC teams that have losses, over these Big Ten teams that have only played four or five games. No, they are 14th on the rankings. You have to see that something's wrong here. Like, why are they 14th? Why are the teams that are always at the top, whether they have a loss or two or no losses, the same teams every year? Every year. It gets annoying and we need some refreshment. We need more teams in the college football playoff. It should be expanded from four teams to, I don't know, maybe 16. Those games would mean more. It would give other schools a chance to prove what they're worth. It would spread the college football love. Instead of just these powerhouse colleges, football programs, every year, every single year are right there. Need a switch up, need a change, really bad. Sometimes in our lives, our physical, athletic lives, we need a change, a switch up. Because let's face it, it's not easy to get in shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against all of us, including time and work schedules, lack of a support system, maybe motivation is low, don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body, injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybe's become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Peru Mall, across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not one time. It's not just one day a week. There are many options, and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names, and support one another during workouts. Motivation? The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided or pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? You're welcomed with a, hello, how are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? The atmosphere is the same. You'll receive the, hello, how are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a huge priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. NBA free agency started cracking November 20th. We're four days in and lots of signings done, lots of movements shaken. 
happening as well. The two teams that were in the NBA Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers, of course your reigning NBA champs, and the Miami Heat are making moves, losing players, picking up players, improving rosters, adding depth all over the place. Here is a lot of the NBA free agency movement so far. Dwight Howard was a Laker. He is now a Philadelphia 76er. That could be interesting. Yes, he is at the end of his career. Still got some God-given physical abilities. Defensively, he's still good. I mean, he's not defensive player of the year status, but he can still move. He can still get the job done. He is going to help them, especially if they somehow lose Joel Embiid, which I don't think so. I wouldn't want to see that, but he's there. And if he's a backup center, oh my gosh, they're going to have a absolutely fantastic center in Joel Embiid and then a really good center in Dwight Howard on the court at all times. And in a Ben Simmons, and in all the other pieces that they got there. Okay, okay, we'll see what we're doing here. But for the Philadelphia 76ers, it all matters on the play cohesion, the gel factor of Simmons and Joel Embiid. If they can't get that down, this is going to be a lost cause forever. Carmelo Anthony signs a one-year veteran minimum deal with Portland Trailblazers, staying with Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum. I love it. He played really good ball. He is not the superstar anymore, but he's still a very, very, very productive player. Alec Burks was a 76er last year. He is now a Nick. It's cool. He's a good shooter. He's a good veteran leader who nobody can say anything bad about, which that's what they need in New York. They need some veteran guys to help the young dudes and a kind of vital front agency and just the way the Knicks have been ran for so long. And they need some guys like Burks. Hopefully he can speak up and teach everybody something. Contavious Caldwell-Pope signs with the Lakers. He's returning. Markeith Morris also signed another deal with the Lakers. Add some depth to the Lakers squad. We already know LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and whoever else wants to play there. If you want to play basketball, you can go to the Lakers if you're good. LeBron will sign you up. I'm sure he will. The Heat bring back Goran Dragic and Myers Leonard. Two key players for them. Goran Dragic killed it in the playoffs. I think he averaged 19.1 points, 4.1 rebounds, and 4.4 assists in 17 playoff games for the 2020 season. The man can ball. He is getting a little older, but he can still put it on the court. I'm happy they brought him back. Myers Leonard had a slow start, but he's a productive big man and definitely can add depth to the heat. The Toronto Raptors re-signed Fred Van Fleet. Shout out to Rockford, Illinois, point guard from our town. Good for them. He's exciting to watch. Can score points in a hurry real quick. And he's really, really fast. So it's cool for the Raptors to bring him back. Definitely excited to watch some Toronto games. Some more moves. Rajon Rondo was a Laker. He is now an Atlanta Hawk. Going to go play with... Trey Young, that'll be fun to see if that will work out. Rajon Rondo can kind of be hard-headed and, hey, it's my way. We'll see what happens when he's not going to have the ball in his hands at all times. I guess he did it with L.A., but we're talking about LeBron James. You can't get mad about that. 
Robin Lopez was a buck. He is now a wizard. Going to the Washington Wizards. He's an okay big man. Solid. I liked when he played with Chicago Bulls. It was definitely fun to watch him there. See what he can do in Washington. They can keep Bradley Beal, John Wall, if he could ever stay healthy. We'll see what happens. I'm not saying Robin Lopez, like, oh, put him on a squad. They're going to go far in the NBA playoffs. That's not the case. But he's one of those X-Factor guys that if he's playing really, really well and doing his thing, makes everybody around him better. The Lakers also lost Avery Bradley. He's going to the Heat. Hate this for the Lakers. Love it for the Heat. The way Avery plays and the way the Heat play is going to work out really well. Defensive guard can push the tempo. Great, great, great fit for Miami. I thought he was a good player with the Lakers. Thought he added some defense to some spots where they really didn't have defensive players on the court and they kind of looked a little, eh. Avery Bradley kind of tightened that up. Don't know how the Lakers' defense is going to look, you know, outside of, again, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Markeith Morris, eh, okay. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, his defense is, eh. Avery Bradley tightened all that up, wondering how that's going to work as he is now in Miami. Mark Gasol was a Raptor. He is going to the Lakers. Fill that gap left by Dwight Howard in a good move. Mark Gasol is one of the best passing big men. I've seen in a long time. All of us have seen in a long time. He gets boards. He hustles. He's a very, very smart player. He's going to work out really well in L.A. And not really a free agency move because he really wasn't on a team. DeMarcus Cousins signed a deal with the Houston Rockets. He missed last season with a torn ACL. After rupturing an Achilles tendon in 2018 and following that up with a torn quadricep. So three injuries in three years, and that puts a toll on your body, especially when you're a big man, you're a center, you've been able to move, been able to use your athleticism. You know, that's getting shrunk with each one of these injuries. So we'll see how he plays. I do love DeMarcus Cousins. I really do love DeMarcus Cousins. Great big man, plays well. Just, I don't know, that's a lot of injuries in a short amount of time. Hopefully he can help Houston with Russell Westbrook and James Harden if they stick around. At the moment, they are, even though they both requested trades. Maybe if they put some more pieces and try to rebuild this team, things will turn around. We will see. Summer came and went. Fall is, I'm going to say, over. It's the end of November. We got snow. It's getting cold. Yeah, we're right there. It's winter. We're about to be in like a day. This doesn't mean there isn't time for end-of-the-year home improvements. Olsen Construction works hard to help its customers until it's no longer possible. You know, whenever Mother Nature decides. Until then, brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olsen will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. With COVID-19 making it hard to celebrate the holidays, this may be a good time 
to make your home as comfortable and cozy as possible. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, that is a wrap for this intro. Thanks for joining us, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Follow, like, listen, review, all that good stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Please, we love it. We appreciate it. Thank you for the support and listening to the show. Come back Wednesday, tomorrow, for episode 138 with another LaSalle Peru athlete and junior Jack Scary. He's committed to Creighton University to play baseball. So we got two Cavaliers, well, a Cavalier and a Lady Cavalier that are ready to go D1. It's a fun and exciting time for their lives, their athletic and educational careers, and they're more than happy to share with us, which we love at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. Kind of in a lull, a rut, a non-existent high school sports season right now it's november 19th should be doing some winter sports getting them ready all that good stuff but it's not happening ihsa covid19 governor jb pritzker illinois public health department just a lot of things going on but life goes on sports in some way still goes on and my guest today is proving that You don't really have to play to be making some noise, making some moves, doing some stuff for your future. Caitlin Gibson, LaSalle Peru Sr., how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and I'm very, very, very excited to talk to you for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Yes, so am I. (laughs) Let it in with big moves, worrying about the future, taking steps towards that, and you did exactly that by signing to play Division One softball at Ball State. Got to be a crazy awesome moment for you. Yeah, it was a very big moment. It was honestly amazing just to be able to be around my family, like the most important ones. And honestly, like when I did sign and like everything was out, it was very like humbling to me. Everybody that said congrats, like, I had no clue how many, like, fans I honestly, like, have out there that, like, support me and have believed in me more than anybody. So that's really nice to just, like, have that type of support. Well, I hope you know Edge of Your Seat Podcast was one of them. Yes, I'm so glad. (laughs) So why Ball State? What was it about that program, that school, that you're like, hey, I want to go play there? Honestly, what made me play there... Not only was it the coach, but it was literally the atmosphere. Like, when I was around there and they were taking me through, it just felt like a place where I could call home, but, like, away from my real home. Like, it just, like, felt like a place I could feel safe. And a lot of the people that I met and, like, the higher classmen, people that I met, they really made it feel like, girl, like, we got you. Like, if you don't bring a car down here, we got you. You know, like, stuff like that. And all, like, the administrators that I met, like, they said, if you need anything, we are, like, right there for you. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But it was a lot of the home feeling there. So you've already started a carpool. 
Oh, yeah. They said if I don't bring my car, like, the seniors or, like, anybody else would give us rides. So it's not, like, a big deal. <laughs> That's fantastic. What was it about the program itself, like, the game of softball? What was the coach telling you or... You know, selling you to come play for the program, what were the selling points? they like, hey, that's why I want to go. Well, it was kind of funny because I had, like, questions, like, big questions I was going in to that visit asking her. And one of my biggest ones was, like, what do you want me to learn from you out of these four years, like, when I leave? Like, what do you want me to take with you? And the head coach and the assistant that is also there, his name is Jeremy, they both said, we not only want you to be an amazing softball player, but we want you to grow as a woman and, like, you know, support your feminism and, like, you know, just be a great person rather than just, you know, focus on softball, be a great lawyer, you know, plus be a great softball player. And I think that was a big selling point is that they wanted me to grow as a person and, like, a human being rather than just like being a better softball player you said the name of the assistant coach what is the name of the head coach at ball state it was megan bartlett but she got a amazing opportunity like honestly like last minute and she is now at university of texas softball so the new coach is Lacey wood from she was at harvard for five years before that and she is just as amazing as the old coach that I did get recruited by. So there was no animosity. There was no, hey, I don't want to go to Ball State anymore because I got a different coach. You talk to oh, her no. and you're like, hey, this, I want to stay. Yeah, no, this one, I met her actually on a Zoom. And she was just as amazing as my old coach that I did get recruited by. She had the same intentions, like, she loves me as a player, and she just wants to get to know me, and she said lots of good things about me, so I was like, I'm ready. Like, I'm glad I got just as good of a coach as I did before, so. When you heard about the coaching change, were you kind of nervous or worried that that might change some things up? Um, I wasn't even nervous or worried about, like, anything changing. I was just really upset just because, like, you know, when you recruit, get recruited by, like, the one coach and, like, you pick that school, not only for the school but for the coach, it's just, like, really, really upsetting because, you know, like, you know that the things that coach said about you, like, she saw you play, she saw you, you know, in your element, but... Honestly, like, I'm excited for this new coach also because she, the way when I met her, her mentality of the game and how, like, she just wants to win and just be a family, it was kind of like the same. Honestly, I'm excited in a way, but I was sad at first, so. I understand. Kind of messing with your emotions. I understand that. Yeah. Was there any schools besides Ball State on the Division One level that you would looked into or highly considered going to play there? Um, yes, there was a couple. Eastern Illinois University, one of the top ones that I really liked was North Florida University, Northern Kentucky, and like Southeast Missouri State. Southeast Missouri State was also another big one, and St. Joseph's, because St. Joseph's had like a big law school, but ended up being both states, so <laughs> I'm just glad I had like other options. It's good to have options, right? Make your decision. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny because people are like, don't pick, you know, the first offer you get or the first, like, you know, notice you get. Like, it's not going to be the one, you know. Like, your first one's not the best one, you know. And it's kind of funny how my first one was, like, 
my pick. It's the only school that I basically didn't go to a camp for. So that just shows that, like, you don't need to go pay a million dollars for, like, a million camps. Like, if someone knows you're good and sees the passion you have, like, you're going to get recruited, so. And you've put in the work to get recruited, that's for sure. Yeah. Have you paid a million dollars for camps? No. That is one thing my family, like, did not do. Like, we sat down and talked about it. We made sure, like, if I did want to go to camp, it was either one I just really wanted to try, which I could pick, like, one or two of them. And then the other ones that I did go to, it was ones that, like, they did show interest. They did contact my coach. But otherwise, I didn't go to ones that were just because all my other teammates were going or something like that. Definitely understandable. Are you happy that the recruiting journey, the, I guess, experience is over? I'm so glad, honestly. It's like a big weight off your shoulders, especially, like, with your parents. Like, they want you to get recruited. Like, it's just getting the pressure off their shoulders, off your shoulders, off just the pressure between, like, your parents are on you, obviously. And I'm also really grateful because, actually, the NCAA just came out with a dead period for Division One, I, I guess, or something like that. And it's now moved all the way till April 15th, I think. So, like, if I was in 2022, it would be, like, a very, very rough time. So, I'm, like, very grateful I got recruited in the fall and, like, the time I did, so. Was it cool, though, too, like, having these big-name schools? Every school that you said everybody across the country has heard of at least once or twice or something in passing. It It was a really big honor, honestly, just because, like, I know how much work I have put into softball and how much I still am doing, even though I am recruited and I know I'm going to Ball State. Like, it takes a lot, and it really, and honestly, just, like, feels good that, like, your hard work does pay off. Like, it really does. What positions have you talked with the coach that you're going to play for Ball State? Oh, I talked with her about, she was like, where do you mainly play? And I'm like... My main positions are usually, like, third or first, but you mainly third. But I always, you know, I'm going to tell her, like, I'll play anywhere that, you know, like, I can to support the team. So she said, okay, you're going to be a pitcher? Yeah, I used to be. I told her that, too. I was like, I can be maybe a VP or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I do miss those pitching days, though, just sometimes. And usually when you go to a D1 program, you know, you're either going to play right away or you're going to sit, maybe redshirt, do things like that. Have you discussed on whether you're going to play immediately or you're going to have to sit for a little bit? Yeah, no, that is one thing, like, even through all my recruiting stuff, like, no one, none of the coaches have ever said, like, I'm promising you this or, like, you're definitely going to play. The only time that ever got brought up was the girl who recruited me, Megan Bartlett. She said exactly, I mean, in my batting lineup, if you're hitting, I'm going to find you a spot on the field. But my new coach, Lacey Wood, like, she hasn't said anything like that, so I have no clue. So you're just going to work your tail off and see what happens? Of course. Like, I expect nothing less than myself to do that. Even in the summer, like, I already asked some of the girls, like, what do I need to be ready for? And they, like, told me, like, all their weights and stuff they do. And honestly... My trainer at Exercise Science literally is getting me so ready for it. It's not even funny, but they also told me running, I need to run. So I might need to get on that this summer because they do lots of like 
300-yard shuttles, I guess, on their football field. So I guess they need to get prepared for that. But otherwise, prepared for, like, the weightlifting and all that stuff like that. Did you become a member of the LaSalle Peru cross-country team this fall? No. You should have. <laughs> I know, right? It would have got you prepared. I know. My calves are so bad. Even when I play basketball, I would literally fall out in the middle of the floor because, like, my calves, like, tighten up so bad. You'll be ready when the time comes. Yeah. Take a pause in talking about softball. Let's talk about schooling at Ball State. I heard you say the word lawyer. Is that what you are shooting for? That's what you're going to school for? Yeah, so I do want to be a lawyer, like, when I, you know, when I can be, but one of the good things about being a lawyer and wanting to become a lawyer is that at Ball State, you don't have to, like, study law specifically to, like, be a lawyer. Like, I can study sociology, I can study, like, English classes, like, any type of English classes like that can, like, get me ready to be a lawyer, so that's kind of nice. Being in law, what kind of lawyer do you want to be? Honestly, I do not know that answer. So many people have asked me. Like, I know my dreams have been, I want to be a lawyer and fight for, like, special educational rights, like the special ed kids' rights, because, like, I love working with those kids, but I also want to be a lawyer, and I wanted to try and combine them. But... That's just been like a thought and dream in my head. But otherwise, I don't know which type of lawyer I want to be. But I do know I just want to somehow be a lawyer. <laughs> Can you help me remember where is Ball State located? Muncie, Indiana. Perfect. I knew Indiana, but I couldn't remember the town. Okay. The campus is probably one of the biggest things in Muncie. That's usually how it goes. Usually college towns that are outside, like, I mean, Chicago, that's not the case, or L.A. or, you know, New York. I went to SIU in Carbondale. When school was not in session, there was like 20,000 people there. But when school <laughs> wasn't th in session, there was like 70,000. Dang, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. We talked a lot about Ball State. You playing there, you want to be a lawyer there. So not too far, but you're Getting a little travel in there. Are you excited about being in Indiana and Muncie itself? Yes, I am, because it's somewhere other than Illinois. Even though it is still close to Illinois, it's just nice to, like, finally, you know, find a new home and a new place, but also, like, have home back in Illinois. It's just nice. Are you a travel kind of person? Do you like to travel? Oh, my gosh, yes. If I could, like travel the world i honestly would if i could i'm so used to sitting in cars literally every weekend so <laughs> oh yeah because you played travel, travel ball a u ball you've been all over the place oh yeah with that said where is the favorite place that you've been to whether it's for softball or just traveling family vacations where's your top spot that you like to go to the top spot that i really like to go to other than the best vacation was seeing the Bahamas, I, me, and my family, we love Disney, Disney World in Florida, Orlando. It is like our favorite place ever. I have to agree with you on both parts. Maybe not Disney, but Orlando, Florida is amazing, and I have been to the Bahamas as well, and that was pretty awesome, too. Yeah. I'm definitely a traveler. Any beach or Disney, I'm good. How many times have you been to Disney? A lot. Like, I couldn't tell you how many times because it's been so much. Oh, wow. And would you go again? 
I would so go again, but I would hate to have to wear a mask, which I'm probably the world is always going to have to wear them now. So, but I would definitely go again. I just didn't know if you've been that many times. You're like, eh, I want to go somewhere else. So you're like, hey, I would love to go again. It's all. No, I could go there a million times and I could sick of it. Where is a spot that you have never been that you've always wanted to go to? It's kind of surprising probably to most people, but I want to see Greece. I think it's kind of cool because they have beaches there still, like ocean or whatever they have. It's very neat down there. I kind of want to see it. Something different. I can see that. That's not that surprising. It's like a foreign destination. Yeah. Maybe you'll run into some, like, Greek god or goddess or something. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You'll become a star of a hit TV show with real gods. I hope. That would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. One more travel question, just because I'm curious. How many states do you think you've been to in the United States of America? I have been to... So, California... Arizona, New York, up there by New York, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois. Probably like a good 15 or 20 maybe. That's pretty good for being a senior in high school. Yeah. I'm very lucky. (laughs) Been around, that's for sure. Traveling. Yeah. That's me and my sister too. Your sister, Taylor Gibson, played volleyball at Wright State, correct? Yes. So I know she did a lot of traveling, especially D1 volleyball. Yes, she did. She went a lot of places. Her biggest one was California that she went to. Is it cool being able to share that Division One college athletic experience? I know you haven't done it yet, but just being able to say that you both are going to be in D1, that's got to be pretty cool to share between the two of you. Yeah, it is honestly really cool. Like, we always talk about it, and also it's kind of cool to be in a family like that because my sister went D1 for volleyball, my mom went D1 for volleyball, my cousin CJ went D1 for football at Northwestern. It's just nice to just live up to all their success. And your mom is Nikki Gibson, correct? Yeah. She is now the head coach of Mendota Volleyball? Yep. Where did she go to college at? She went to Georgia Southern, where I was born. You were born in Georgia? Yep. Nice. Didn't know that. Yeah. And who is your cousin? CJ Robbins. He was kind of a big thing at LP, I guess. I don't know. Played basketball, football, and I think he did the shot put, and he played for the Tennessee Titans for a little bit. Yes, he did. I have talked to him and his sister. Is it Jasmine? Yeah, Jasmine, who is now a huge, famous influencer. Yeah, with, like, modeling, correct? Yeah, model influencer. Yeah, all, she's everything, honestly. It's, it's awesome. I remember I did a story with them for both of them, actually, and her Twitter followership was crazy, like 100,000. Oh, I bet, I bet. And then Randy Hubie is also in the picture here, and he is the softball coach for LaSalle Peru, too. Yes, he is the LP, head LP softball coach, and one of the best, probably, coaches to go through there, honestly. I do like Randy. I've talked to him many, many times. He is a good guy. Reason I bring him up as well, so you got him, you got your mother Nikki, Taylor, your cousins, 
Jasmine also played volleyball and I believe basketball when she was at LaSalle, Peru. So just a family full of athletes. How did that help you, mold you, make you decide like, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to play softball D1 level and keep pushing and going at it. How did the family background help you with that? The background strives me to play a sport in general, not a certain one. You know what I'm saying? All their success for years, like when Taylor got a scholarship, they're like, oh, Kate's the last one, you know, like, is she going to do it? And like, stuff like that have pushed me to like, also be great. But the biggest thing in my family, my mom, my sister, obviously the volleyball girls. And then there's just like me and Randy and we're the softball people. So I just like how it evens out. And I'm like my own, I like to be independent and I wanted to be different. And once I found softball, I was like, this is my sport. Like... I want this to be the rest of my life, so that's kind of how it worked out. And then so far, it's working out pretty well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how old do you think you were when you made that decision, like, hey, it's softball, this is what I'm going to do? Definitely, like, very early in my life, definitely. Literally probably 10, maybe, 11. I just, like, now. Were there any softball players, coaches that stood out that you're like, hey, I'm going to use them as an idol motivate me to get better at my craft the game of softball i mean one of the biggest programs not just a single individual honestly was the florida gators softball i have followed them since i've been literally so young and they had so much success i was like i want to be one of them one day you know and great players like Alisa acasio who went to the florida gators um amanda lorenz who is one of the top-notch players ever, like, people like them. Anything related to Florida Gators, honestly, when I was younger, is what brought me to, like, I want to be like them someday. And then it just, the USA team, it was more programs rather than, like, individuals that, like, I wanted to be like when I grew up. During your recruiting trail and when you were trying to go play at a D1 school, did you try to reach out to Florida? I did one. Actually, I did a couple times. Teams like that, it's very hard to get like in contact with them because they start recruiting back in the days when I was young and I loved them. They started recruiting girls when they were like 13. And like at the time, I wasn't playing at a high level, you know, organization. Like I didn't know. So I was kind of like late to the game in a way for like a team like Florida. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, when you said that you decided that you wanted to play softball and you wanted that to be your life at like 10 or 11, to me that is crazy young. Even 13, that's pretty crazy young. I mean, you can't take that and be like, oh man, I wish I would have knew earlier. I mean, you're still doing pretty well. Obviously still a senior at LP High School, going through the motions of this COVID-19 thing right now. Don't know if we're going to have a season. Could have a season. It has been very up in the air, very weird. We're still in November, so we're talking about winter sports, not quite to spring. But with the way winter sports are going, I mean, that can't be a good omen for spring sports either. What is your take on what is going on with IHSA sports and if you're going to have a senior softball year? Um. Well, I did see that they did cancel basketball, which that, like, that would probably be the worst news to me, like, if I did play basketball. But softball-wise, I hope they have it because we are an outside sport. And the positions on the field are literally basically six feet away except for the catcher, batter, and the ump. But, like, I feel like our sport is, like, the best 
to, you know, compromise with because we are outside. We are, all of our positions are literally six feet away. And there are so many easy little things we can do to, like, we can have our own balls. Like, the team uses their own balls. So, I hope we have a season. I mean, someone like me, like, I've been on varsity for, what, three years now. I want to, like, have a season with those young girls that are on the team. And, like, I want to be able to play with them and just, like, have a great, like, memory with all of them because those girls all look up to me and it just sucks they can't play with them and just, like, feel the joy they have with the game with them. So, I do hope we have a season, though. I hope you do, too. I want to come watch some softball. I don't think there's ever been a time in my life that has been this long between games that I've been at. Yeah, I know. I'm just glad... And I'm kind of grateful for my travel because we've gotten to travel this fall. Like, I've been to literally so many places already. So I'm kind of glad at least I still have that, you know. If I don't get LP softball, it's at least some softball. But it's a little different because you got bonds with these girls. You went to school with them. You've known them for your whole life. I totally understand that. Obviously, bringing up COVID-19... Did you make any purchases or do anything different during the quarantine than you, you know, normally would? Honestly, no. I'm trying to think. I really didn't. No. I mean, our family bought more disinfectant spray and wipes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people, like, dye their hair and stuff. Like, I haven't done that. Like, I'm just chilling, playing softball. You know, that's basically just the same old stuff. Oh, but we got a puppy. My sister got a puppy. A puppy? What kind? Uh, a Cavapuchon. What is that? So, yeah, so it's the mixture of a King Charles Cavalier, a Bichon, and a Poodle? Yeah. That's a lot of uh, differentness. Yeah, I, yeah. The one only new thing during the whole quarantine. Otherwise, there's nothing really else. So it's your sister's dog, but it sounds like it's like a family dog. Yeah, basically, until she leaves and goes back to Ohio. Is she home for the time being? Yeah. Because she just graduated Wright State, correct? Yes, she did. Good stuff. What is the dog's name? The dog's name is Tucker. He's the sweetest. Are you going to try to kidnap him and take him to Indiana with you? I told Taylor, you live closer to me if you go to Ohio than if mom comes, so she better be giving me some visits with talk. <laughs> like, I don't even care if I see you, Taylor. I just want to see your dog. Yeah, her university is literally like two hours, and I'm like, that's a Chicago drive for us. Which happens all the time. That's pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Just another day at the office. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, we got to play a game. We play a game on every episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Let's play Hot Potato. So what we'll do is I'll give you two people, things, whatever, and you pick which one you like better. All righty. All right. We'll start off simple here. LP colors, green or red? Red. Bruno Mars or Sam Smith? Bruno Mars, definitely. Turkey or ham? Ham with brown sugar and pineapple coated on it. Oh, you just got real specific. I like that. Yeah. Now you just made me hungry for that. Yeah, I can't wait for Thanksgiving. That's when it's coming. And that's kind of where I was going with because Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Stuffing or mashed potatoes? Stuffing. Thanksgiving or Christmas? 
Thanksgiving all the way. Jim Carrey or Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. <laughs> Rap or rock? Rap. Little Uzi Vert or Travis Scott? <laughs> Why are you laughing about little Uzi? <laughs> it's just funny. Because his name? Yeah. He is kind of goofy too, though. A good goofy, but he's goofy. He is. He's like a fun, goofy guy. But so is Travis. Astro World. Yeah. And just because I know you're all into sports, Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Definitely. You said that with... Like, umph. Like, hey, it's Jordan. I'm not a fan of LeBron. No, not at all? Not really, no. I like it. I'm an all-Michael Jordan guy. Unfortunately, you did not get to watch him play. <laughs> I wish. I'm sure you've seen highlights. Oh, yeah, definitely. My uncle is a huge sports guy, so there's not a sport that I miss in that in my family because of him. Perfect. What's your uncle's name? Uh, Cameron Robbins, the mayor of the town, basically, the UPS guy. Oh, yeah. I know Cam. I swear, everybody, anytime he goes out in public, somebody has a 20-minute conversation with him. If you guys ran into me in person, I would be one of those guys having a 20-minute conversation with him. <laughs> Well, thank you, Caitlin, joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We talked a lot about everything, had a good time. We'll have to have you come back when you're playing some college ball and tell us about your experiences then. Thank you again. Thank you so much.